Tugalicious. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Observity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Valverde and Walker Kelly. Walker, how is your day going today? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been all right. Uh, just kind of chilling. Got a couple of discs and a video game in the mail. I was going to say a new video game, but it is a used copy of NCAA Basketball 09. Nice. So. so what's what's the specialty about uh, NCAA basketball 09? Because I know the holy grail is what thirteen for NCAA football. Uh, fourteen was the last 14. one made. Okay. And that one is insanely expensive, so I got thirteen. Same concept with basketball. The last okay. one made was ten, so I got 09 because it didn't cost a hundred dollars. So yeah, after the podcast, you can bet your butt I'm going to be running some Oakland Golden Grizzlies. There you go. Yeah, I'm trying to see how much MVP Baseball 2005 is, because that's the okay. It's only sixty bucks. You should you should get uh, MLB Power Pros. MLB Power Pros. It's it's goofy ass graphics. Oh uh, yeah, I can say that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, this one. Yeah, it's but it's so good. It's so much fun. I yeah. love that game. It's uh my uh my MLB The Show 22 pre-order went through today, so it's this guy. It's, it's sitting on my switch downstairs, and I have to wait uh, a week or a few days to play it. Six this days guy, to play. This guy's getting on the switch and throwing 98 miles an hour with Kevin Gaussman. <laughs> that is correct. Get me some Carlos Rodon up in my life. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I got right now I'm messing with uh, Red Dead Redemption. Um, just starting One or two. Time. Uh, I finished one. I'm playing two at this at this time. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I gotta admit, uh, it's taken me a while to finally get it loaded up and and going. I've had it, oh God, since it came out. But um, so I finally decided to make make the dedication, put the game in, take three hours to load it up, and then finally play it. Yeah. Uh, and then I got my new book in, um, Revolution Song: A Story of American Freedom. So I'm looking forward to reading that. Revolution song. Let's see. Oh, I'm stupid. I Googled Revolution song and it brought me to The Beatles Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong revolution. Uh, yeah. Is that about a is that a fiction, nonfiction? Uh it's nonfiction. I always get non-fiction. these confused. So nonfiction is true. It actually happened. It actually happened. And uh it's basically uh, sort of the beginning of uh, the whole or transpiring of what started the revolution and all those kind of things. So oh, it's the, the U.S. History, revolution? Yeah, prior to the U.S. Res, uh, revolution and what got that all invo- involved and started. Nice. So, okay, uh, since we're doing video game talk, I am currently partway through uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, also on the Switch. Okay, let's talk about football. Why are you playing these games on the Switch? Because I can play them on the couch while we watch TV. I don't have to take up the TV. But it can't be all that great on the Switch, right? It's fine. Also, because Assassin's Creed 2... Okay, so Assassin's Creed 2 has horses, okay? My dog cannot stand horses being on the TV. So on the Switch, (laughs) I'm just saving myself a headache there. Two, 
I got. We're gonna go behind the curtain. NFL, or I'm sorry, uh, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, MLB The Show is on that, but I wanted to have it on my Switch too, so I could play it on the go because it has cross progression. And so I bought it on the Switch, and then I'm gonna have it for free on my Xbox already. So that's why I did that. Ah, I got yes. you. All right, now this let's. Guy's, this guy's going with the uh, P- the old PSP method. That's right. Playing playing it in my lap. I actually have a little arm. It was like 20 bucks on Amazon. When my niece came over and was playing um, uh, uh, Smash on, on the Switch, uh, just holding it in her hands. And I was like, hold on, let me show you this. And I like set up the arm and she thought it was the greatest thing in the universe. Is, so, it, is it an obscenely long mic arm? Like it's a, kind of like a mic like arm. Like it's, it's like fully articulated. It's kind of like a mic arm. And it is obscenely long. But anyways, uh, football, please, let's talk about football. So (laughs) this is our last free agency episode. Next week, we will get into rookie quarterbacks. Uh, That will be the three of us. And then the week after that, rookie wide receivers with Patrick Mayhorn. Week after that, rookie tight ends with just the three of us. And then we will finish our look at the rookies with Herms at Herms NFL. Uh, We'll be talking about running backs, and that will be on 420, the high holy day. Uh, the uh-huh. episode, ah, it's the weed number. Wow. Uh, you guys know what else is a funny number? 69. 69. It's nice. the sex number. Anyways, uh, the episodes without guests, Patreon, patreon.com slash football absurdity, three bucks a month. That's where you'll find those. Uh, if we get to 100 patrons, we will release the half hour trash talk lost episode that Walker and I recorded, and I have it sitting on my computer. Um, we do have a new patron. Um, K-M-V-Y. Welcome aboard. Um, KMV, I guess is how you pronounce it. Uh, if you want to chat with our community, we have a Discord. It's tiny.cc slash fbabsurdity. Uh, you can talk to all of us on Twitter. Uh, I am at Jeff Crisco, K-R-I-S-K-O. Walker is Big Daddy Dricks. Mike is RFL Red Zone. And the website is f uh, Absurdity. Uh, we'll be coming back onto the Twitch, twitch.tv slash football absurdity. We have some stuff in the works, uh, talking some rookies and destroying Mike's mouth. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I, Mike has not agreed to this uh, idea, but I had it and Walker said yes. So he's been outvoted where he's going to do the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings challenge. Uh, while we Carolina Reaper, baby. Carolina Reaper challenge. While we do a mock draft, the Tuesday of the NFL draft. That's going to so. be an interesting picks by me. I tell you that right now because I'm going to be so much in pain. Mike's like, I, I pick a glass of milk. <laughs> I might just pick Damian Pierce. Number one. Yes, number one. <laughs> The Trey Regis Memorial pick. The Trey Regis Memorial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trey Regis from Memorial, number six ranked player. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So let's start talking uh, free agency. So um, the first part of our free agency preview we did last week on the Patreon. This week, um, we've got some good stuff to talk about. So um, we've got six main topics and then we'll do what we did last episode is we'll do kind of rapid fire the rest. So the main topics we're going to be talking about today are the Tyreek Hill trade, the Matt Ryan trade, the Jameis Winston uh, signing, the Robert Woods trade, Leonard Fournette signing and Gerald Everett signing. Those are kind of the, the major things. And then we'll touch on everything else, um, including like MVS to the chiefs. We'll talk about that with the Tyreek Hill trade. So um, first and foremost though, before we talk about anything else uh, we need to talk about uh Alan Hearns was released, guys. The end of an era. 
That's that's off the top. Yes, I where remember him. Was he? Is uh Jacksonville? Was he Miami? back there again? I don't know. Miami? He might have been in Miami. That sounds right. He yeah. He was. That was the last spotting of Alan Hearns was the Miami Dolphins. Never um, to be seen again. Until he, until he signs a veteran minimum contract with like the Bears or something. He's going to be on Atlanta in three days. <laughs> Atlanta or Chicago will be signing Alan Hearns swiftly. Because Alan Hearns is not very good, but if he signed with Atlanta, he would be the number one wide receiver. I don't know. I think Alameda Zacchaeus is better than him. Uh, he's He doesn't. Alameda Zacchaeus is. Mm, I don't know. I think Alan Hearns is better. Mm. I think Alan Hearns was better. <laughs> there's, there's the key word, I think, is was. Was better. All right, Mike, you have to you have to break the uh, break the stalemate between uh, Zacchaeus and Alan Hearns. We're we're talking real important topics here off the top. Right, right. I mean, we got to get this covered because mm-hmm. without covering this, life cannot go on. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going I'm going to break the stalemate by saying they both suck and. Um, yeah, if, if I if I want to pick one that sucks the less, I would say Alan Hearns probably sucks the less. But really, who cares? And Zach Zacharias, 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 terrible. I don't. I mean, if Alan if Alan Hearns was in Miami and he fell off a pier and a dolphin swallowed him, would we really miss him? Absolutely not. So Jesus. it doesn't really matter <laughs> who these guys are right now. This is a free episode. Uh, Mike, Mike painting a picture there. All right. Let's talk about the reason why Alan Hearns was cut. Uh, he's bad. No, it's um, Tyree Kill was traded to Miami. Something that went down while I was getting my car's oil change, and I was just frantically refreshing Twitter in the uh, lobby of Jiffy Lube, or Firestone. Uh, so Tyree Kill went to Miami, signed a big contract. Miami traded the number 29 pick, the number 50 pick, a uh, fourth round pick for this year and a 2023 fourth and sixth round pick. Everybody's talking like, oh, they got five picks for Tyree Kill. It's like, yeah, three of them are depth not, guys. Like, yeah, not that. They're not that exciting. Um, there was an offer on the table from the Jets where it was a much worse offer where they were giving them like two seconds and it was awful. Um, so let's start with this. Uh, Tyree Kill's a Dolphin. Also, they signed Teron Armstead. So all of a sudden, Tua has. Um, no excuses. Some we- no excuses. Yeah. Well, no excuses. he has no excuses. So here's my question is, let's talk about the Miami outlook. Uh, what does this do for Tua next year? Uh, how, are we, how are we ranking him? Is he is he the number one quarterback? Because the last quarterback to have him was to have Tyreek Hill was the number one quarterback. It's mm, a good point. Uh, <laughs> Therefore. No, it is not a good point, actually. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's not gonna run much he'll run a little um him being Tua yeah Tua he's he's Tua's gonna be like super Garoppolo so instead of QB 19 he'll be like QB 13 uh I think hold on I think Garoppolo was like QB like 14 last year in per game it was really he was weirdly high I looked at him and I was like what the hell Let's see. Garoppolo was oh 17. Okay, he wasn't that high. 17, oh, that's total. Yes. That's total fantasy points. Garoppolo was 17 per game. Okay, perfect. He's exactly 17. Yeah. Um. So I, I think Tua will be a fringe QB one type guy. Um. 
he won't be in my tier one or tier two, but he'll be in tier three with like the unproven guys or the guys who can throw but not run or run but not throw. So he'll be there with like Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. Uh, let's see who else is in that group. Uh, like that's pretty much it. Would you? But in the. I, I was, I was, so like, I, I was pl- like, I have Kirk Cousins just ahead of that. That's what I was going to ask, because I was going to ask about Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr. Uh, Carr would be in that group, probably, yeah. Carr, Carr would be in that group, okay. In what group? Hey, what are we The group about? of best quarterback in the league. Oh, best, okay. You best, uh, Walker and I were talking about eyeshadow application among quarterbacks, and Derek Carr is tier one. Absolute, oh, heck yeah, he is. Uh, the absolute beast. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I just, like, did just typing them out like my top I was trying to rank quarterbacks today and I couldn't I was like oh yeah two is easily gonna be top 12 I couldn't fit him into like 14 yeah yeah I I think I'll have 12 I mean if you count Hertz too yeah he's probably gonna be somewhere in the 13 to 17 range yeah I just could not fit him in there and it was just it was wild so uh Mike what do you think about Tua for 2022 with uh uh Tyree Kill there will it be 2020 Tua. I was hoping you'd make that joke because I was thinking <laughs> it too. That's smooth. Uh, so this is interesting. What uh, a stat that I found out about uh, Tua is. So going throwing the ball deep, they didn't do it very often. But when they did, Tua was really good, and really accurate. He, I think they said he was like top three, top two quarterback hmm. on accuracy. Um, when the, when they decided to throw the deep ball. So when they brought in Tyreek Hill, uh, I was like, oh, okay, this is starting to make sense a little bit. And I think they're going to actually change this offense to just being short and intermediate, which they'll probably do heavily. But now they can open it up because they found that Tua is pretty accurate. Now, of course, more chances of it happening. Does that mean he's still going to be accurate? We'll find out. But I think this is the reason why they wanted Tyreek Hill twofold. One, this gives uh, to a more of an opportunity to throw the ball deep. Secondly, this gives a lot of underneath room for both uh, Jalen Waddle and Mike Kosicki. So I, I think that this is a twofold reason for Tyreek Hill. And both should benefit to attack Viola. Now, as we talked about, it, it is on him and whether he can actually improve his stock until he does. I'm I'm saying QB 15, 18, and then um, we'll, we'll see how it all unfolds during preseason. And I think if he gets shows much improvement, then he could definitely creep inside the top 12 somewhere. Yeah, it's it's. For me, it's one of those things where it depends on how much he runs. And um, he we have this idea of Tua, you know, running hopefully a lot, but he doesn't really. And he didn't really last year because of probably the hip thing. They're still like, uh, don't want to get him smashed apart. But he only ran one time, one fewer time than Russell Wilson in one fewer game. So, um, you know, he ran 42 times last year. So I think like a Jimmy Garoppolo type thing where you can stream him. I do think he'll be better than Garoppolo just because he's a better player than Garoppolo. Um, but I also think that, um, Mike, you mentioned people talk about uh, Tua's arm. This is a mismatch for Tyree Kill. And as I was going to sleep last night, I was like, what if, call me crazy, he throws the ball to Tyree Kill and then Tyree Kill runs fast and far. Like, yeah, like, the, like Mike, Mc, like, 
Yeah. Mike McDaniel figured out how to have Jimmy Garoppolo have one of the lowest A dots and one of the highest yards per attempt last year because of Debo Samuel and because of scheming the stuff open. And there's not going to be another Debo Samuel, but Tyreek Hill has, you know, he runs the football sometimes. He can do the sweeps. He can do little pop passes. You saw that in Kansas City. So it's like if you wanted a guy that you could plug into the Debo Samuel role for Mike McDaniel, there's a very short list of guys where you're like, okay, I could see it. And Tyreek Hill's like number one on that list. And LaVisca Chenault isn't on it. Sorry, LaVisca Chenault truthers. So I, I kind of feel good for Tua, but at the same time, like we mentioned, there's so many good quarterbacks this year. It's driving me insane. Like, why did Tom Brady have to come back? Wait, wait on QB truly in effect this year. Because you can get like, you can probably get like, Justin Fields, who doesn't have anybody to throw to, but will run enough and improve enough, probably that he'll be usable and he'll go at like QB 18. Yeah. Depending on when you draft, you might be able to get Trey Lance and Justin Fields and just see which one right. you works can draft, out for you. You can draft Ryan Tannehill and uh, Jameis. Yeah. You can draft Tannehill and Derek Carr. At, Kirk yeah. Cousins and Derek Carr. All these yeah. guys will go like in rounds like 12 and 13. I know. And, you know, Cousins is basically guaranteed to be top 12 every year. So, yeah, yeah. it's I won't be taking any quarterbacks anytime early next year. No, but here's here's just the list. This is my back of napkin. Uh, just guys that I listed. Uh, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Matthew Stafford. That's 12. I didn't even get Joe Burrow in there. I didn't get two in there. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Tanny, or Jameis. And that's 20. That's 20 quarterbacks. And all of them draftable. Yeah, all of them draftable. And then Mac Jones is 21. That's for me to say, okay, don't draft this guy. That's the last guy. Yeah. Um, And just to kind of prove it a little bit more with uh, the, the difference between the quarterback one and quarterback 12 last year mm-hmm. was eight points per game. That's a lot. That's a lot. Well, you're going from one to 12, though. So the 12th, That's true. Quarterback, the 12th quarterback only put up eight less points than the, the QB1 did. Do you yeah. have those numbers up? What is like? What was the difference between like quarterback 7 and 12? 7 and 12. Joe Burrow was number 7 at 390 points. And Derek Carr was 12 at 343 points. Okay, so that's more the range we're talking about. Yeah, that's less than three points per game. Yeah, that's where you really see the depth come in. But, Mike, to your point, it's like the the top guy is still the top guy. And I think this pretty much – does this pretty much solidify Josh Allen as the QB1 for everybody? Uh, I mean, I think you could make an argument for Herbert, but, yeah. But it's not Mahomes. No, no, oh, not now. Not yeah. not enough weapons, and he doesn't run quite as much as some of the other guys. So, no, he I, does have MVS though. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> to drop a bunch of beautiful deep balls. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's transition over to KC. Uh, so KC, uh, Mike mentioned they signed Marcus Valdez Scantling, uh, three years, thirty million dollars, up to thirty six with incentives. Um, so we can just copy and paste Tyreek Hill, right? He's the same player. Oh yeah, he's fast. Totally the same. Fast. Fast, fast. They signed tall Michael Hardman. That's yeah. right. It's so funny because in February I tweeted out MVS and Michael Hardman and it was the Spider-Man meme. And then oh, yesterday I got to retweet it because they are the same player. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City's receiving core is currently really bad. Uh, like maybe worse than the league bad. It's it's not good. I mean, they've got Juju, who's pretty good but limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two guys who run really fast down the field and don't do anything else. So uh, they need they need to get one more guy who can do the intermediate stuff. I mean, Kelsey's got a lot of that, but. Travis Kelsey at his age can't handle 180 targets. So he's yeah, they they're, they're going to need to get a receiver who can run those inter, that intermediate stuff whether, you know, and with their picks, I mean, they could package guys to go up and try to get Garrett Wilson, I guess, but um barring that, then they're probably going to end up with Chris Olave or George Pickens would be my guess. Yeah, so let's talk about that. There we'll we'll talk more about that when we talk wide receivers, but um, do you got, uh, do you folks think they're going to use 29 and 30 or are they going to package them both to move up to get the wide receiver they want? I, I think that they're going to try to do that. I, I mean, obviously you need a partner, so I don't, I don't know if it'll work out for them, but yeah, I, I think that my guess is that they want either Wilson or, uh, Drake London and mm-hmm. they'll go up and get. They'll try to go up and get the guy that they want. Because I don't think a receiver is going to go in the top 10, so they can probably get their guy like 11 to 16 range. And Mm -hmm. so I I could see them packaging 29 and 30 and then like throwing in the fourth round pick that they got from the Dolphins and going up and getting their, you know, de facto number one receiver. Yeah. So, okay. Or what about Um, just waiting for Jamison Williams? Or do you think he'll be gone by the he'll, time? He'll be gone by that time, I think. I mean, it. I. How's his uh, ACL doing? Do we know? I don't think it matters. I you mean, don't think, that's what I was going to ask. Are we past the point of teams worrying? I mean, I think that it's a tiny bit worrisome, but I think he drops from like the first receiver taken to the second or third receiver taken, and so instead of going between eleven and sixteen, he's going to go between seventeen and twenty-two. Okay, Mike. What do you think? What do you see happening? Yeah, they. He's. He's. I mean, I don't know if this is just um, him saying just so he he can reassure teams that he's going to be okay or whatever. But he did say come out and say that he's ahead of schedule uh, with his ACL. And then this isn't like running backs. ACLs to wide receivers and quarterbacks aren't the same dramatic effect to running backs because they are mostly running in a straight line and they do very little cutting. I mean, they'll, they'll cut, you know, running a hitch um, or running an in or an out, but those kind of things. But Jamison Williams is probably not going to be that kind of guy anyways. He's he's more of a seven, eight, nine kind of route yeah, he's receiver. A deep guy. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I, I think that with this ACL and the way medical advancements have just been so you know which one was a career ender is now something that's just to take take a time and then everybody bounces back to normal again okay all right um so Tyree Kill we even talked about Tyree Kill himself we didn't talk about that so he was a you know slam dunk top five guy is he still that for you folks no um, Sorry, no. who? Tyreek. Tyreek, top five. Uh, yeah, we forgot to talk about Tyreek Hill specifically. Yeah, probably not. I, I would say I'll have 
I'll have Cup, Jefferson, Chase, Samuel, and Adams ahead of him. And then he'll he'll go in that Diggs range. So, yeah, he'll probably be like six or seven. Yeah. Um, Mike, what I, do you think? I don't even think he's the number one right receiver on the team. Now, fantasy uh, football-wise, I'm talking. I'm not talking about as far as the skill or NFL-wise. Obviously, Tyreek Hill is a much better wide receiver than Jalen uh, Waddle. But if fantasy-wise and the way they run their schemes – I'm going to lean more towards Jalen Waddle um, being targeted more and catching more passes and those kind of things. Tyreek Hill will have to make that up in the end zone. Um, and, you know, he does at times and other times he doesn't. So I, I think Jalen Waddle is actually the number one guy, not Tyreek Hill. And if you're not the number one guy on your own team, then I'm saying he's wide receiver 10, 8 through 10. Which is so where would you put Waddle? Because because a lot of people are, are saying that Waddle is going to drop because of this, that it's a, you know, I saw people saying like R.I.P. Jalen Waddle's value. It's like, no, sh- shut up. First of all, shut up. Second of all, shut up. Um, I agree with you, Mike. I think Jalen Waddle is still going to get a high volume of targets like you can't try to figure out the best way to put this. You can't feel good about Hunter Renfro and De- with Devonte Adams and not feel great about Jalen Waddle and Fonte Adams because Jalen right. Waddle's a better football player than Hunter Renfro right right exactly so um I mean I just said that Tyreek Hill is like eight through ten but I don't think Jalen Waddle's in that area either um to me Jalen Waddle is like a wide receiver two like you know 15 18 so okay um okay. now I'm just contradicting myself but I don't know it, it just doesn't make sense to me that Tyreek Hill is going to finish above Jalen Waddle just because Tyreek Hill is not going to be the primary wide receiver, you know, that they're going to be using all the time. I mean, as as good as uh, Tua was in those minimum attempts during the deep ball, he's not Patrick Mahomes. So unless they shorten those routes, which they very well could do with Tyreek Hill and use him more as an intermediate receiver, some, you know, as you were talking about earlier jeff where they just throw him you know eight yard pass and watch him go then mm-hmm. I, I i don't see tyreek hill being in you know ahead of Jalen waddle i mean i i could see a scenario where hill has like 80 for 1211 touchdowns and waddle has like 100 for 1105 touchdowns and Tyreek ends up finishing whatever, you know, 40 points ahead or so just because he's a little more explosive and he gets into the end zone more often. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll have Hill ahead of Waddle, but it won't be by a lot. I mean, I'll I'll have Hill closer to the wide receiver one fringe and I'll have Waddle as a really high end wide receiver two, probably in the 13 to yeah, in the 13 to 18 range and Hill will be in the 7 to 12 range. Okay. Yeah, that- that makes more sense to me. Maybe that's how it'll work out. Um, sure. Because I, I just can't get over that mental hurdle of saying Jalen Waddle is um, over Hill, just because it doesn't make sense for one and two. Uh, it's but it's it's always going back to that offense, it's schematic. So mm-hmm. unless they change it, then it's just Waddle's got to be the guy. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a silly question, but I feel like I have to ask it. Uh, how would you rank Waddle, uh, 
Tyreek and Juju, who is by far the best wide receiver there in KC. Juju is below both those guys. By how much? Um, I mean, Juju's had – he had his one season where he was, like, wide receiver four or whatever. And then other than that, I think his best finish is, like, in the low 20s. So he's probably a – I mean, they're going to add somebody, and I just don't – I don't know. I mean – if he goes into the season as the number one receiver, then he'll probably be barely behind Waddle for me in like the mid wide receiver two range. But if they add a first round rookie or they sign somebody like Odell Beckham or something like that, then I would probably have him as a a wide receiver three. Okay. All right, that I, I think that that puts a cap on the Tyree Kill thing. We spent a good amount of time on it, but uh, it was probably the most impactful move that happened this week and one of the most impactful this offseason. And by the way, if you're a patron, yes, we know we didn't talk about Tom Brady last week. No, we won't talk about Tom Brady this week. <laughs> Deal with it. Get him out of here. We forgot last week somehow, and then now I'm just being ornery, and I won't let us talk about it. <laughs> well, there's, not, it there's nothing to talk about. It's the same well, as last year. It's, yeah, it's what it. is there to say? He's back now. He's yeah. back, folks. That's it. All right. a, he wasn't a free agent, you know, or anything, so. Yeah, there's no change. It's exactly what you thought last year. Ah, all right. So let's um let's uh get into the next thing. Um next thing is uh the Indianapolis Colts uh retirement community has a new member. Matt Ryan is now uh Indianapolis Colts at thirty six years old. He is the second oldest quarterback they've had in the last three years. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, traded for a third round pick. So, um, Mike, we'll start with you. Uh, how do you feel about having Matt Ryan? I absolutely love having Matt Ryan. Um, gone are the days of Carson Wentz, of him scrambling out of the pocket and going, oh, my goodness, he's the in, in receivers is, is covered. The out receivers covered. What do I do? I don't know. What do I do? What do I do? Um, um, I'll just throw it deep or, oh, my God, I'm about to be tackled um hey here shovel pass um you know those just <laughs> erratic uh situations. name one time a shovel pass didn't turn into a disaster for carson wentz i i, I don't think there was a single time i guess I, did that's what i was um, trying to say i blew it, it sorry no i understand what you mean um okay. i don't i don't think there was a single time where a shovel pass actually worked at all um at all i, I mean i've watched every single game i mean he didn't do a lot of them maybe seven or eight and none of them actually worked out like ever so uh people now who are dynasty owners who have naheem hines can breathe a sigh of relief um something that carson Wentz could not do is throw and dump the ball off to the running back that's what naheem hines is all about so gone he is matt ryan can do that and will do that so this will open up um back open up for naheem hines yeah, and you know there's a reason why he's he's called Matty Ice because he's cool, calm in the pocket. However, he won't be able to scramble. I mean, he, he has very limited mobility, not only because of his age, but because he's always been a pocket passer. So, 
it is sort of going back to the days of Philip Rivers um, with less probably understanding of defenses. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, but uh, Philip Rivers' IQ was just insane. And um, Matt Ryan is pretty good, but not that level. But Matt Ryan can deliver the deep ball, which Philip Rivers' arm finally gave out and couldn't really do it that well. Uh, so it, it's it's a little mixture of different things here of Philip Rivers, um, some Carson Wentz uh, attributes uh, where no, never mind, none of Carson Wentz's attributes because Carson Wentz just drove me crazy where Matt Ryan won't. So I think this is a little upgrade over Carson Wentz, and I'm pretty excited for it. I have to agree, it's an upgrade for Carson Wentz, uh, but I have to ask the question: In a one quarterback league, do we even care about no. Matt Ryan? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Throw enough. Yeah. Yeah. This is Jonathan Taylor's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. This is one of the reasons why I like um, why I think Matt Ryan is an upgrade over Carson Wentz, because Carson Wentz loved to check out of the run and throw the deep ball. Uh, Matt Ryan will do what he is necessary for him to do. He won't just continuously just check out of the run because he he's all excited about something. If it's there, he will. But if it's somewhat not then he will run the play that's called so uh yeah i'm that's one of the big reasons why i'm i'm enjoying that ryan right now okay so uh walker you yep. are the um pass catching back person yep. um how do you feel about uh naheem hines with uh with matt ryan this year much better um basically i think if you take Naheem Hines and J.D. McKissick's seasons last year and flip them around, that's what's going to happen this upcoming season. McKissick's going to struggle because Wentz is there now, and Hines is going to go right back to his normal, you know, running back 30 area because he's in a position where Matt Ryan's going to find him. Ryan is accurate. Uh, He knows how to throw to the running backs. He likes to get him involved in the passing game. He did with Devontae Freeman. He did with Tevin Coleman. Um, he has with Cordero Patterson and Mike Davis, a uh, long history of doing so. So I, I'm definitely uh, much happier about Heinz's situation than uh, than McKissick's, for example, just as a comparison's sake. Um, and yeah, I'll I'll probably be right back to drafting Heinz a round or two before most people would, and uh, getting a guy I can play in my RB two slot on bye weeks. Cool, sounds good. So uh, Zach Pascal. Uh, we'll talk about the Colts weapon. Zach Pascal left, went to Philly, Philly uh, to be another not very good wide receiver in that wide receiver room. Um, He's their second best receiver right now, somehow. Yeah, that's a real Alan Hearns in Atlanta situation. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to miss Zach Pascal because Zach Pascal was, even though he's not a great receiver as someone you know you want to count on and running great precise routes and. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a pretty good catch uh, receiver um, as far as catching the ball, but what he really excelled at was blocking. And yeah. being a block, a running team as the Colts are, that's going to be missed. Yeah, yeah, um, and he'll be good for the Eagles in that way too. He'll help out their running game certainly. Yeah, uh, Jordan Howard is going to be great on his 16 carries per game next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I love how they have Jordan Howard under contract, and they brought back boston scott so they just have a four-way backfield that nobody can make any sense of yeah yeah they can't make heads or tails of um so michael Pittman. um i kind of i feel good about michael Pittman with this 
because uh, Michael Pittman's good and Matt Ryan. Um, I think Mike, I think you said it. He's he's uh, he's he doesn't break down the game as well as uh, Philip Rivers, but he's still a hell of a quarterback. And sure. one thing we learned last year with Kyle Pitts is he can get his guy the ball. And who else would his guy be other than, I mean, excluding Jonathan Taylor, who else would his guy be in this offense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think this is all Michael Pittman. Um, I know they really want to get Paris Campbell involved, but we all know. Come on. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> we, way we too need much. to I mean, stop. I, I'm, I'm putting an embargo on Paris Campbell talk for myself personally. I will not discuss that man because he's not relevant. He, he's not relevant uh, just because he's not ever healthy. Uh, and I mean, the guy, the guy catches a touchdown, doesn't even get touched, doesn't hardly even celebrate, and gets injured. How the hell does that happen? Um, and so, and he missed like like five weeks from it too. I mean, it wasn't a slight injury. So it, yeah, I mean, you can't. But when he's on that field, he's he's a really solid receiver. Um, but yeah, they're Michael Pittman's the number one by far until he, he, they draft somebody or or someone to that effect. I don't know if they're going to if they moved up in the second round where they switched with Washington to grab a wide receiver. I, I think they'll probably wait until the third round. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but if you're looking for the receiver out of this game, it's Michael Pittman. Yeah, and um, I, I'm going to co-sign Walker's embargo because Paris Campbell has missed 34 games over the last three years. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. I, and it's sad, too, because he's good. He's really good. He's just never healthy. Okay. All righty. Sounds good. So um, so Atlanta, let's shift over to Atlanta. So Matt Ryan's out. They added Marcus Mariota, two years, $18.75 million. Um, we'll start with this. Let's get this out of the way. Do we care about Marcus Mariota? Uh, streaming, but not as a drafted guy, no. Perfect. I don't even think he's going to be the starting quarterback in week one. Who's yeah. going to be the starting quarterback in week one? Malik I Willis? Think, I think Jake Garoppolo? Maybe. I, I don't think they drafted Marcus Mariota to be their starting quarterback. Or at least I refuse to believe that they would actually do that. Name okay. one time that Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota have failed together in the past. Wait a second. <laughs> hey, but remember when Arthur Smith was the OC and Marcus Mariota threw that touchdown pass to himself in the playoffs? That's that true. A great game. That which, was cool. which, that's 10 fantasy points. Just that's saying. Fun. That's right. That's Plus whatever yardage. Yeah, that's 11. Yeah, 11 in PPR, yards. and it was like seven yards, I think. So, yeah, like, that, that's a bunch of points right there. If he can repeat – no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I if he's the starting quarterback, then in good matchups you can stream him because he runs. But, um, no, he's he's not a he's not nearly a consistent enough performer at this stage in his career to, to worry about drafting. Okay, so this will be easy because as of right now, there's only two players worth worrying about on the Falcons. So, what does this do to Kyle Pitts? Uh, it's not waiting. good. Um, uh, Kyle Pitts is gonna get a insane amount of targets. He's gonna catch a fair amount of them. He's not gonna score very many touchdowns. Uh, he's basically gonna have 
maybe he's going to have a slightly better version of this season, but he's not going to improve to the degree that we want. All right, Mike, what do you think? Well, until the Atlanta Falcons become like the London clocks or something, then I I can't. (laughs) The London Benz. The London London Big Benz. The London Sportities. I I just can't trust Kyle Pitts to get in the end zone. So, uh, yeah, um, especially with Marcus Mariota being quarterback, because, you know, if they're down by the the goal line, if Mariota is actually the quarterback, they're going to be doing a lot of runs as well. So, yeah, I am. He to me right now, he's just outside the tight end five area. Outside tight end five. Uh, Walker, I missed it. Um, Where did where did you say that you would have um, Mr. Pitts? Uh, tight end four, I think. Okay. So just, I mean, I, I'll have him like very, very slightly ahead of Hawkinson and he'll be behind Kelsey Andrews and Kittle. Okay. Sounds good. All right. And then, so, um, what are we doing with, uh, cord, Cordero Patterson from this? I don't know why I couldn't spit that out. Flex. Flex. Yeah, I, I'm worried about Patterson this year because he fell apart at the end of last year. This is enough for me to just say no thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, he'll probably get drafted before I'm willing to draft him. So yep. I doubt I'll have any of him. But, yep. um, yeah, if you're looking for a prescription on, like, what his outlook is, I would say, yeah, he's he's a flex guy. He probably, again, he's not going to score many touchdowns because this offense won't score much. Um, he's... Not going to get a ton of carries. He'll be used in the passing game and in gadget stuff. So, yeah, I mean, he's explosive enough when he touches the ball that in good matchups you can definitely throw him in your flex, but I don't think he's a weekly starter. Okay. Sounds good. Um, All right. I think that covers the Falcons, right? Yeah. All right, cool. So, Jameis Winston back to New Orleans. Um, I wanted to throw this in here because – Jameis Winston uh, with the Saints last year, he only played in seven games. He got hurt in one. He was up and down, but he had two big games. Like he had five, zero, two, one, four, one, and one touchdowns. The last one is when he got hurt. Um, But he could kind of sling it downfield. So I'm curious uh, what you think. Obviously, Jameis Winston, we, we outlined it earlier. He's not a guy that's starting. He's probably somewhere around give or take quarterback 20 for all of us, give or take a few spots. Sure. Um, but what does this do for like Alvin Kamara, Deontay Hardy, Michael Thomas? Because we were staring down the prospect of a uh, Ian Book, Taysom Hill camp battle uh, before this signing. So it has to have upped the um, the prospects of all of those guys, especially because in the game where uh, Jameis Winston got hurt, his one touchdown was a deep bomb to Hardy. Yeah. Um, so uh, w- what do we think for those three folks or those three guys before we uh, get going? Um, I mean, it's Camaro will be better than he was last season because he won't have to deal with Taysom Hill as much um, and he'll catch more passes. Uh, Thomas, I, I don't really know what you can expect with Thomas because he hasn't been healthy in two years. So... Uh, I don't really know. I mean, I would guess that he's probably 75% of the player that he used to be. So, and he's, you know, he's a short to intermediate guy. So I I would figure he's going to be in for a 
I mean, maybe a, a low-end wide receiver two type season. Kind of like what Hunter Renfro did last year almost. Um, and then Hardy is mostly a DFS dart throw. I mean, his volume is simply not going to be high enough to be a reliable, consistent week-to-week contributor. But uh, against leaky pass defenses, he'll be a really good fill-in because he's always got the potential to take any ball to the house. Okay. Yeah, I I I feel good about uh, Hardy uh, with with um with Jameis just because it it feels like a style match. Like mm-hmm. Jameis wants to bomb it out downfield if he can help it. Like if if he could do it, he's gonna do it, and that's where Hardy works best. So I think that it's a good style match. Um, but the only question comes down to like they lost to Ron Armstead. They're losing weapons all around the field. Like, is it something that they could potentially, even possibly, you know, be able to hook up on uh, this year? So, um, Mike, what are your thoughts on the on the Saints with this uh, this roster update? Yeah, I, I mean, I like it a little bit. Um, I, I think Jameis Winston played probably the best he's played in those eight games. I mean, those statistics, as you mentioned. We're very much up and down. Uh, I don't. It would be very difficult for him to throw another five touchdowns in a game. But it, it's. I, I'm. I'm fr- a little frustrated that his, his sort of that season got cut short because there was developing a chemistry between him and Alvin Kamara, and without that continuously happening and being a bit, much of a halt to that, it will be interesting to see where that picks up at. Michael Thomas, as Walker pointed out, he's not really played at all in two years, so that that's got to be a factor somewhat. I mean, we're not—he's not—I don't think he's just going to bust out of the gates and be Michael Thomas again. That, that's going to take a while. That's going to take five or six games for him to get acclimated in, into the field and on all those things. So it's a lot of questions about this offense, uh, as you mentioned. Teron Armstead is not there anymore, and. I don't I don't know. I, I don't like James Winston, but does it really matter? Because we're, I'm not going to go out there and try to draft him as my starting quarterback. I'm slightly interested in it as a QB, two, but it's not a whole lot of value there either. This offense, um, this team is just lack of offensive playmakers outside of Alvin Kamara and maybe, maybe uh, Michael Thomas. Yeah, it's funny. Um I could see him being a big value in um, two quarterback leagues just because he's not getting benched. I mean, they're not, they're not turning to Taysom Hill. Like Sean Payton isn't there anymore. So the the experiment is probably (laughs) over, (laughs) you know, they, the, 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 the wrinkle, whatever, whatever was going on there. um, He does not have to, you know, Sean Payton, whatever Sean Payton blood debt uh, needed to be paid. Um, you know, it does not uh, does not matter anymore. Um, so what are they can do with that contract. I mean, I mean, they're stuck with it. But geez, wasn't it like 90 million or something? They're just going to keep restructuring it till it's like league minimum for 60 years and <laughs> That's with an automatic of, void year. That's a lot of work to do over some guy that really doesn't matter in, in anything. Uh, Look, he protects punts. OK, <laughs> for him. He protects He's a punch. stud. <laughs> he can fumble around the goal line when you put when you take out an, uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback to let him just flail around in the backfield. Okay, you if you get that kind of production, you need to lock it in. 
That's you got to right. lock it in. You got to lock it in. You can't you can't let it go. No way, no how. Yeah, and I loved playing against the Saints because I knew at some point um, Sean Payton couldn't couldn't help himself. Yeah, he, he had to put him in somewhere. He had, there, he had just had the whisper in the back of his mind. I was like, hey, don't forget, you have Taysom. <laughs> like, it literally more than likely cost them home field advantage in the playoffs in 2019 because that 49ers Saints game uh, that they ended up losing – um, the, uh, there was some weird, uh, they went for two. That's what it was. They went for two and they put, um, Taysom Hill in and Taysom Hill just kind of just like, like ran around in the backfield and then just got taken down and, um, it like cut over to Sean Payton and it was like, what did you, what did you think was going to happen, dude? <laughs> what did you, what did you think was going to happen? It's Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah. It's Taysom Hill. So, um, so yeah, um, not much there. I think we kind of wrapped that up, uh, pretty quickly with Jameis Winston. Um, I just wanted to talk about Michael Thomas. Oh, I forgot to ask ranks. So where would you guys put, uh, Alvin Kamara? For next year like is he he was kind of slipping a little bit i would say he's probably top seven uh i mean i i can't make any guarantees right now but like guarantee he walker he won't be in my tier one of guys who i think can finish as the rb1 overall but he'll certainly be an rb1 in my rankings so yeah somewhere between like six and ten probably Six and ten. All right. So around that same like seven range, like I was talking about. Mike, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I'm struggling with him a little bit. He wasn't the Alvin Kamara that we know of um, uh, as far as his history. I, he just didn't have a lot of touchdowns. Um, he had like four rushing touchdowns. He actually had uh, more receiving touchdowns than he actually had rushing touchdowns last season. And he only caught 47 passes. So he finished, you know, um, a running back 10. I I, kind of like him in that area, 8 to 10. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, So let's talk uh, Robert Woods. So Robert Woods was traded to Tennessee for a 2023 sixth round pick. Um, It was a pure salary dump. They needed the cap space. Um, They apparently let him choose where he ended up. Um, And uh, he wanted to go to Tennessee. So uh, let's start by revisiting the Allen Robinson to the Rams thing. And um, I want to piggyback this with uh, rumors that Odell Beckham wants to go back to Cleveland now that Watson is there instead of going back to the Rams. So if it's just Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup, like how, how high does Allen Robinson go now? Like where does he rank? Um, Probably as a mid-tier wide receiver too. I mean – I would say, I mean, I like the outlook of Allen Robinson on the Rams not coming off a major injury better than I like the outcome of, or the outlook of Robert Woods on Tennessee coming off a major injury. Um, yeah, I, I would say he probably ends up around like wide receiver 20 range, wide receiver 18, something like that. Okay. So uh, is he a guy that you're going to want to get or a guy that you're kind of like, eh, this rank is is it might be trending in the wrong direction. 
Uh, I mean, I, the Rams' offense is probably going to be good. I mean, even if it's Cup 1, Robinson 2, and Van Jefferson again is the third guy, it's still going to be a good offense. So, yeah, I would have him, you know, I, he, he'd be the type of guy that I certainly wouldn't mind having on my team. It's not like he's not like the wide receiver two extraordinaire for fantasy, like a guy like T Higgins or Jalen Waddle are going to be, but um, no, he, he, he'll be good. I would figure um, good quarterback offense that gets their receivers schemed open. So I, I think that he would be solidly a wide receiver too, but nothing spectacular. Okay. All right. Mike, what are your thoughts? He's one of those that could finish you know, like anywhere between the wide receiver 15 and 18. Uh, and, but I, I don't, I don't want to draft him there. I really don't. I, I think the later I can get him, I, I would probably start looking for him around wide receiver 22 through 24, just because if he's, if he continues to slide, I mean, like last year, I don't expect that situation, but if we're looking at the two years prior to that, he has been on a downhill trend. So regardless of the situation, he's been going downhill. Uh, I don't think he's he's completely irrelevant like he was last year, but I don't like that downhill trend. So I want to get some safety precautions with him, and that means I need to draft him between wide receiver like 22 through 24 with the hopes that he moves up to wide receiver 15 and becomes sort of that Allen Robinson guy once again. Okay. Sounds good. I just wanted to, to to loop back around on the Allen Robinson stuff. We talked about him somewhat in depth last week. Um, just wanted to loop back around on that. So um, the OBJ thing is up in the air. I just, you know, there's the rumors that he wants to go back to Cleveland because, of course, uh, it sounds like he just basically hated Baker Mayfield. Uh, so, uh, and that was the core of the problem. So let me ask this with Robert Woods in Tennessee, how do we feel about Robert Woods? Basically I feel about Robert Woods pretty much just like I felt about Julio Jones last year, um, which is probably going to be out on him. Um, I don't, I know ACL injuries aren't the worst case scenario for receivers, but Woods succeeds on his route running and cutting ability. And he's going to be like 30 years old coming off this injury. So it's a bit different than like, you know, Jamison Williams, for example, coming off of an ACL injury. Um, I, I highly doubt I'll be drafting him. I still think he's a good football player, but I think he's probably going to end up in like the wide receiver, th- you know, the fringe wide receiver three to wide receiver four range for fantasy. Okay. Um. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Robert Woods is in a situation where he's going to help Ryan Tannehill more than he's going to help your fan, the fantasy managers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a decent wide receiver three option to have for you. The real question is, uh, will Tennessee let him run like the Rams let him run? And I don't, I'm, they might, but it's going to be like maybe 25 carries over the course of the year. Um, and a lot of those I think are going to be goal line like sweeps. And, um, I think this is just an upgrade for Tannehill because Julio Jones was a non-factor last year, just complete non-factor. 
Um, I know he's coming off the ACL tear Walker, like you mentioned, but he's got to be better than Julio Jones was. He's got to be better than Chester Rogers and Nick Westbrook Akine. And um, I'm blanking on a third guy. Uh, who else was there? Carlos Rogers. Chester I, Rogers. Chester, Chester Rogers. Rogers. Nick Westbrook Akina. I thank you both for listening to me because I said Chester Rogers and Nick Westbrook Akina. And I said, who else was there? <laughs> Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. There you go. Um, and then he's uh, there was another cult there too with Chester Rogers. Um, Marcus Johnson. Yes. Thank you. There you go. So, um, Oh, did you know that Chester Rogers was there as well? No. Had no did idea. you know that Carlos Rogers was there? Carlos Rogers. No. <laughs> He made a return. Did you know that Charles Rogers? No, he was not there. Um, anyways, um, I think that it does help Ryan Tannehill out more than it, it helps fantasy managers. And I think that the Robert Woods name is probably going to carry more cachet in fantasy drafts um, if he has good publicity around the ACL tear recovery. Um, and... Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where I want to talk about Ryan Tannehill. Sorry, I, I went in circles there. Uh, I was trying to formulate my thought. Anyways, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, is Ryan Tannehill a sneaky sleeper now? Uh, do we love Ryan Tannehill again, folks? No. We love him, folks, don't we? It's the exact I, I, same scenario as last season. Yeah, I wanted to. I really I'm did. hearing more and more about Ryan Tannehill. And I think yeah. you're going to like what we do with him. Um, it, you're going to like it, folks. We're looking into it. We're looking into it very deeply. We're looking into it to a moderate degree. We're looking into it very deeply. Yeah. And there's a lot of things going on. I was but excited I for him last year, but he, he, hey, yeah, no. No, I, mean, I, I, I think he, I think he will finish higher than he did last season. But I, I don't think that that will be super relevant in one quarterback leagues. Nope. Great, great QB2 for your two quarterback league, though. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's, I, um, I said, uh, I, I tweeted it out. I said, I, uh, playing exclusively in two quarterback and super flex leagues to justify drafting Ryan Tannehill next year. Yep. Because okay. you, you should, like, <laughs> I, I'm excited for Danny, but you should not draft him in a one quarterback league. No. So, nope. um, does this take away rush attempts from uh, Derrick Henry? Maybe like three. Three? So, does he drop from like running back three to like running back three? Yeah, that's right. Big changes. Um, I just, I just want to build. Uh, I, I in a in a perfect world, Robert Woods gets all better, and they add the Robert Woods jet sweep to their goal line trifecta, and the Titans are somehow the number one seed again. That's my, uh, my, my fever dream for them. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else with the Titans? Anything no. else with the Rams? No. All right. Leonard Fournette is back in Tampa Bay. Uh, he got himself a three-year, $21 million deal with $9 million of that guaranteed. Uh, they're getting as much of the band back together as they can, um, except for uh, the, on the defensive side. And um, uh, the offensive line is uh, going away a little bit. Um, man, I, I'm, I'm falling apart, guys. I don't know what's happening. Um so what do we think about Leonard Fournette? Where do we rank him for next year? Another year with Tom Brady, um, potentially almost the same offense, but with uh, maybe no Rob Gronkowski and with Russell Gage instead of um, Antonio Brown for part of the year or Tyler Johnson for part of the year. 
Um, so what what do we think with Leonard Fournette for next year? Is he a is he a top twelve running back? Yeah. Mike. Uh, yeah, he has to be after what we saw from him last season and during the playoffs of the season before. Now with Tom Brady back, it, I don't see a reason outside a possible injury. That's the only reason I can think of why he wouldn't be. I mean, the guy catches passes. He runs over people. Uh, he's great in, in the goal line area. Uh, Ronald Jones, I don't know if he's going to be back, um, but... I guess that could be a possible reason if they Bruce Arians wants to again split the backfield. Uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that. But yeah, the only two things that I could see out of why he wouldn't be is if they really split it up a little bit more, um, or he goes down with injury. Yeah, and yeah. current rumors are that Rojo is going to be a chief. True. Yeah, that sounds fine. Yeah, I uh, I pretty much agree there. I mean, I. I uh, Again, I will have Fournette probably, you know, I probably he'll be in my top 10 backs somewhere in the RB9 range maybe. Uh, yeah, he's he's a very solid all-around player and a really good offense. That's all, right. all you need to know. All right, let's play the game. You ready yep. for the game? Yeah. Are we going to go Leonard Fournette or Javante Williams? Fournette. Yeah. Uh, well, it depends. Where, where is Melvin? Gordon? Answer the question. Where is Melvin Gordon? Where is he's nowhere right now? Is Melvin. <laughs> Not on the Broncos. Yeah. Since well, since he's nowhere right now, I'm gonna go Javante Williams. What's Melvin Gordon's middle name? Uh, where in the Kelly. oh, where in the world is Melvin Gordon the third? There we go. I got there. <laughs> I got there. So, um, sorry, Mike. What was your answer? He said. He said Williams. Williams, I said okay. Uh Nick Chubb or uh Leonard Fournette? Uh, Chubb. Fournette. Mike, that's you said Chubb? One. I went oh. with Chubb, but that's really close. All right. Uh Alvin Kamara, who we were just talking about, or Leonard Fournette? Kamara. Mm, Kamara. All right. An- Antonio Gibson. Oh, God, Fournette, easy. Yeah, Fournette. Easy? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gibson is uh, by ECR right now, uh, running back 11. So That is too uh, high. Yeah, that is too high. He's ahead of DeAndre Swift. And he Uh, should be. J.K. Dobbins or... You think think Gibson should be ahead of Swift? No. Oh, okay. I think think Walker cut out there. I I think they said he shouldn't be. Yeah, should, I sh- yeah, should I'm shouldn't like, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swift yeah. should be ahead of Gibson. It took sure. me, it took me a second too because I heard should should be, and then I was like, wait, what does Walker, what does Walker think? And I was like, okay, the, <laughs> they're like cut out. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll. Uh, would you say Dobbins? I'll definitely take Fournette over Dobbins too. Me too. I don't even know what Dobbins is. Uh, exactly. Know. What is J.K. Dobbins? Yeah, so, I, mean, I, yeah, I like him that. to a degree. Well, I like him to a degree, but what's he going to be? What's, what's, his, uh, what's his ECR? Uh, his ECR is uh, running back 13. Yeah, I mean, that's Ooh, probably too high. That's, that's yeah, he's high. ahead of David Montgomery, Elijah nope. Mitchell, Aaron Jones. I would say be ahead of Mitchell. Uh, I, I would say, yeah, Elijah Mitchell, Aaron Jones uh, are kind of iffies to that, but yeah. Montgomery should be ahead of him. Josh Jacobs yes. should be ahead of him. Yes. 
Um, yes. Josh, Josh Jacobs ahead is of him, 20. in my opinion. Josh Jacobs is 21. Jesus Christ. He's going to finish 21. spots ahead of that. Yeah, 21. This is, this is wild. That's absurd. I'm I, Like I said, I'm becoming redraft Jacobian. Yeah. <laughs> 21. All right. All right. Uh, Why? Because Devontae Adams? I mean, what? I don't. I, no, it's just because he's not exciting and it's uh, March. So everybody's really wants to prop up their pet guy. Yeah. I mean, just just to put a just to put a a point on that or uh, AJ Dillon is running back 24 right now. Right. Like AJ Dillon and Josh Jacobs are not in the same stratosphere. Yeah. It doesn't a, make any sense. Yeah. It's where people are, are propping up their pet guy, like Walker said. Uh, Michael or Rashad Penny is running back 26. I mean, it, it depends. If, on if Rashad Penny season. stayed healthy all season, he'd probably finish RB fifteen. But like, he might he's even not a bad. He's not even. You know, he's not a. He, he's good, not great. He's hurt a lot, and he's on a really bad offense now. So, yes, without not Russell terribly Wilson. interested. That's a good point. Without Russell Wilson, regardless if Rashad Penny can stay healthy all season, there's. Yeah, the there's t- a little. The touchdown concern. potential is just not as high. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if we want to play, uh, how do people actually feel about Cam Akers? He is running back uh, 40. My guy. So people were talking a big game, but when they actually got down to ranking, like his highest rank is running back 17. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Remember like a month and a half ago when we said his lowest rank was running back 17? Yeah. That's what that's what I'm talking about, where people watched him in the playoffs and went, ooh. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe not. Cam Akers is going to go from being way overrated a month and a half ago to like extremely underrated at draft time because he's going to go as like running back thirty something, and it's like okay, come on. Yeah. Oh, come on. Even the one, the one A in LA is still a low end RB two to yeah. high end flex guy. So. Yeah. Who's next? Uh, last guy we're going to talk about Gerald Everett to the Chargers. Um, Gerald. We. <laughs> Gerald. Just named Gerald. <laughs> Jerry Everett. Um, just the the uh, the uh, Herms uh, dedicated Herms spot here because he loves Gerald Everett. Um, no, he um, not a lot of opportunity last year in Seattle. I feel good about Gerald Everett as a blob guy this year. Uh, just you know, with the Jared Cook opportunity provided to Gerald Everett instead. So um, I think that he's worth talking about. I think he's a name that we should know. But I, I, do I think he's like a top eight guy? No. Do I think he's a good blob guy? Yes. Am I going to keep using this format where I ask myself a question and then answer it? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, what do you think about Gerald Everett in, in, in L.A.? Uh, just to uh, last year he had since I have it up right here last year, he had 63 targets, 48 catches. 478 yards, four touchdowns. Gerald Cook had uh, 48 catches, 564 yards, and four touchdowns on 83 targets. So um, almost the same top-line numbers, but with a a lot more opportunities. So what do you think about Gerald Everett with the Chargers here in uh, 2022? I think it's great that he's um, with Justin Herbert, but I I don't see him far exceeding the numbers that Jared Cook put there. In fact, Donald Parham could actually supersede Gerald Everett. So what? Um, no. Mike, you're <laughs> off the podcast. 
I'm going. Yeah. Huh? I don't. I don't appreciate how Jeff just despises Donald Parham for no reason because like <laughs> one guy on Twitter annoyed him by talking about Donald Parham a lot. Oh, Is I don't that know. What is that but why you don't like Donald Parham? I'm pretty sure you just started not liking him because he got hyped more than you thought was appropriate. Oh, that's so fair. you decided I'm being the Parham wet blanket forever. <laughs> I've never even, have I even tweeted about Donald Parham? Hold on. I don't know. But oh, Parham I the user. <laughs> uh, March 9th, 2021. The first time, first and last time I ever tweeted about Donald Parham. It was uh, Hunter Henry getting signed. And I said, it is not. I regret to inform you that it is not, in fact, Parham season. No, it isn't. Um, and it's still not parm season, but I, I don't. I'm not confident that it's Everett season either. Um, I will have Everett somewhere between tight end 13 and 18. Um, he's not a guy that I will be prioritizing in drafts. Um, if I don't get one of the top like five tight ends, then or well or Fryermuth. Um, if I don't get one of the guys I really want, then you know, I might spend my last two picks on Everett and another one of those guys and just hope one of them works out. But I, yeah, I'm not super excited. The yeah. way that, the way that, hold on, Mike, I'll let you go in a second. But the Walker, the way that you were like hemming and hawing, I thought you were going to say that you would take Parham with one of those picks and I was going to jump through the screen and fight you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because, Mike, did you hear it? Where Walker was like, you know, with one of my last, maybe I'll. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a lot of like, oh man. There was, there was like a section in there where I was like <laughs> waiting for something to be slid right in there. I I usually hate it when people talk in circles, so I apologize for doing that. No, you're no, fine. No, it's it's fine. It was very funny because I thought that you were like uh, gonna. You thought I was up setting up a bit. No, yeah, I exactly. thought you were gonna say that you would take Donald Parham. Like you're like, I think he's a good sleeper. No. Get him out. I wouldn't do that. I'm, I yeah, like Donald Parham as a football player, but I don't think he's fantasy relevant. He was fantasy relevant in the XFL. Come on now. All right, Mike, what do you think about um, Gerald Everett to the Chargers? Uh, yeah, I I think that uh, I think I'm, I'm on the same lines with Walker. He's good. It's going to be like round 15 and you're going to be looking for a tight end and Gerald Everett's going to be available and you're going to go. Yeah, why not? Uh, Chargers, Herbert, he, you know, he does okay. He hasn't really been, you know, horribly. You 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 could put him in on a bye week or something. And, yeah, why not? I'll just pick Gerald Everett. Okay. Sounds good. Anything else you folks want to add about this Gerald Everett thing before we do uh, rapid fire? Rapid fire. <laughs> rapid, rapid, rapid fire. All right. Uh, Jake Brisket is a Brown. Uh, this might be fantasy relevant because uh, Deshaun Watson probably will miss some games. So, uh, two quarterback league, are we even going to bother drafting Jake Brisket? No. He's worse than Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield wasn't relevant in that offense last year. So, no. Do it, Mike. Mike, say you liked Jake Brisket. I or always like Jake Brisket. Do you not anymore because he's not a Colt? I, I, I always have – he's just a fun dude, too. Um, But, yeah, after what we saw from him in Miami, I, I, I've lost all, all – Faith in him as a quarterback, but uh, yeah, he he's a fun dude. He'll, he he can be serviceable in bad situations where your your number one guy goes down and you're like, okay, we turn to the number two. He's not going to completely blow it for you, but do you want him starting every every week? Absolutely not. No, um, 
Yeah, uh, Jacoby Brissett is just an all-time bag-securing all-star because the way that he got paid was Andrew Luck got tired of playing football. Like, that was it. Like, Andrew Luck retired, and then the Colts gave him a bigger contract. So it's like, oh, cool. Like, I was already here, and you guys are going to pay me more money. Sweet. All right. So congrats to him for securing that bag. Uh, Case Keenum traded to the Bills. Uh, Interesting move, I think, just given the quarterback situation there. So uh, those two kind of went together. Uh, We don't care. Uh, Baker Mayfield and Jimmy G both twisting in the wind. And I put this in here to ask, where do they play quarterback in 2022? Jimmy Garoppolo, Carolina. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Seattle. Mike? I think those are the only two options left, right? Unless Check one of them out. goes to Atlanta. Check this out. Baker Mayfield. Pittsburgh. Let's Oops. go. That could happen. I mean, yeah, I don't I guess. I mean, if, yeah. Trubisky is there. I, I, yeah. Mayfield's still, I mean, Mayfield's not great, but he's better than Trubisky. Yes. Yeah. And had, just have a competition and, you know, open. They go win up. it and then, yeah. Yep, yeah exactly. let, me ask, let me ask you this then. Where does Malik Willis go then? Who we'll get into more next time. Uh, Pittsburgh. No, it's too far down. I yeah, he'll be gone before Pittsburgh. I don't know. A lot of mocks are are having him in that area. Pittsburgh's say, gonna take tiny hands. Keep him in. Keep him in keep town. Him in the city. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the likeliest outcome for Willis right now is either Atlanta or Carolina, depending on you know. I think I agree with that. Decide to do. Willis is going to Seattle. Yeah. It yeah, could let's happen. go. It yeah. could happen, too. All right. And I appreciate you both for ignoring the fact that my voice cracked. Um, Matthew Stafford. Oh, I just thought you were hitting puberty, so I just ignored it. <laughs> Matthew Stafford, four years, $160 million, 135 guaranteed. Uh, talk about securing the bag. Uh, he will be, we determined in the group chat, the Colts started quarterback in 2027. That was <laughs> awesome, by the way. Yeah, the group chats. The group chat has predicted Matthew Stafford, Indianapolis Colts starting quarterback in 2027 when he's 39 years old. He makes it to the Super Bowl in his first year with the Colts, and he loses to the Detroit Lions. Headed by. Headed by Arch Manning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I know. I put my phone down for just a minute, and, <laughs> and then I come back, and the Colts' legacy is already decided by you guys. And so, but I did get a kick out of it. That was pretty awesome. That's why you were behind getting to the record. You had to go to the, the store and buy a new phone because you threw, you yeah, threw yours at the it. wall. I just, yeah. like, I just used it as a Frisbee. <laughs> or maybe, maybe the Colts are setting up all these old guys so that they can just do whatever they can to draft Arch Manning when he comes out. And be yeah. like, look, we have another Manning. Who, who will it be in two years, though? That's the question. Uh, Tom Brady. Um, maybe. Is, he, is he Cooper's kid or is there another Manning? No, he's Cooper's kid. He is Cooper's kid. Okay. I didn't think about that. Um, so, uh, all right. Uh, Trevor Simeon into Chicago. Who cares? That just ended up in the notes. Jamison Crowder to Buffalo. Um, what is? What do we think about this? What, do we care? Is this going to be like another Emmanuel Sanders situation where the amount we talk about it is not commensurate to the amount it matters? Yes. I mean, I. he'll matter very slightly. Like, he, he'll, he'll matter in that he takes a you know he takes four targets five targets a game or something when he's healthy i mean he's not going to be a huge part of the offense he'll be big enough for it to be helpful in real life football but i don't think he's a strong fantasy consideration no all right mike what do you think 
I just enjoyed COVID Beasley getting cut. Um, Get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. Get him out. Outside of that, I'm I'm you're I'm fired. Good with Jameson Crowder. Where does a uh, where does a uh, COVID Beasley end up? Uh, Dallas, put him back. Most insane yeah, possible place. Uh, yeah, Dallas. I think Dallas is actually going to go with James Washington as their third receiver, which is interesting. But oh yeah, I forgot to put the James Washington signing in the notes. Oh yeah, James Washington's in Dallas. That's all. That that's it. That's um, all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? We did talk about him because we were joking about how he's built like Tony Pollard. We talked about him last week. That's right. That's right. Cole Beasley goes to. Don't you I dare mean, put him on the Colts. I the mean, Bears. comedy option is the Patriots. The Bears. The Bears. Bears. That's put him on Waleed's team. That's good enough for me. Yeah, take that, Waleed. Yeah. Uh, Waleed getting annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> take that, Waleed, uh, on a podcast you'll never hear. So, all right, uh, Jamison Crowder doesn't really matter. I think he'll be annoying to Dawson Knox, but uh, we talked earlier, Walker disagrees. Well, Dawson Knox is going to have the same season he did last year, in my opinion, where he's going to finish as, like, tight end 13. Ooh, buddy. Big money. People have him, like, top eight, top nine. Oh, Eric people are in love that. with Dawson Knox. Oh, my God. Don't do that. He is not that good. And people are also already talking themselves back into Bob Onion, which do not do that, please. Get Robert Tunyon. You're hired. <laughs> they, <laughs> thank they you. brought him back. <laughs> All right. He's the only uh, receiver on the team right now. I don't know. That's well, not true. <laughs> That's not true. Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb and Jawan Winfrey are all there. Oh, and that's Mario true. I forgot about those guys. And Jawan Winfrey. You already said that guy. Did I say Jawan Winfrey already? Uh, yeah. Jawan Chris uh, Blair, that one. Chris Blair. There you go. Blair. I forgot we, we, pl- I forgot we played uh, Texans wide receiver or uh, Packers wide receiver last week. Um, all right. Uh, speaking of the Texans, uh, former Texan, Duke Johnson is now a Buffalo Bill. Uh, he will have that valuable pass-catching running back role that's been filled by TJ Yeldon the last few years, as in yeah. inactive every single game. And 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 filled by Matt Breida last year, which Matt means Breida. that Duke Johnson will have two games completely spaced out irregularly where he's fantasy relevant, and it will be of no use to anyone at all. Correct. Yeah. And um, everybody's going to be like waiver wire hounding and just fighting all their fab to get Duke Johnson. And yeah, Duke, people are going to buy Duke Johnson for forty fab dollars after he puts <laughs> up eighteen points in week four, and then he'll score eighteen combined points for the next six weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So he'll Sounds be right. Duke Johnson, like <laughs> Duke Ernest Johnson. Duke Johnson. Uh. Throw yeah. an apostrophe in there. Do it. Puke right. Johnson. Puke Johnson. There it is. Uh, is this annoying to Devin Singletary, or does this matter? Eh, I mean, it's. I guess it's slightly more annoying to Singletary than Zach Moss is because Moss is bad and Johnson's fine. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't. I'm not as into Singletary. You know, I I was looking at Singletary as maybe just above the running back dead zone. I think this probably puts Singletary right in the running back dead zone again. He's mm-hmm. like. RB 24 and that's just not that you're going to be draft much. So Singletary will be fine, but he, if you can get him as your RB three, great. If he's your RB two, I would not recommend doing that. I would not be happy with that. Um, Mike, how bad is Zach Moss? Jeez. That guy. Yeah. Jeez. 
<laughs> he, he's he's just a, a bowling ball that just doesn't roll. So um, he's Oof. he's not he's not a factor whatsoever. I mean, if you're not even good, if you're built like a tank and you're supposed to get short yardage and you still don't get those short yardage, then really, what use are you? And that's what Bills finally you know realized about Zach Moss is that he has no use and he's useless. And so Devin Singletary is used more than the useless guy. And that's what I have to say about all that. You got there. All right. Uh, Matt Breida to the Giants. Um, I don't care. He, he's Devontae Booker. Yeah, he's Devontae Booker, a.k.a. the guy everybody's going to talk themselves into because they're going to say that Saquon's going to get traded or something. I don't even I don't know, know if he's Devontae Booker because at least Devontae Booker can carry the ball. I mean, uh, Breed is more Breed is not in terms of player. They're not similar, but it's that's yeah. the role he's going to have is he will get eight touches a game and not be very relevant at all. Yeah, unless they just get him in space. Um, I mean, well, it's I mean situation. It's yeah, another situation, situation where he's going to have yeah, where he's going to have two games. It's going to be just like last year with the Bills where he's going to have two games where he's relevant. It's just that he'll be active and not relevant instead of inactive and not relevant. Yeah, there's going to be a random. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Uh, You were first. I was going to say there's going to be a random game where he has like seven carries for 62 yards and a touchdown. And everybody's going to be like, oh, deep sleeper. Maybe he's going to cut into Saquon Barkley's workload. And it's like uh, Saquon Barkley is failing to be fantasy relevant on the Giants because they are a dumpster fire. Why do you think Matt Breida would be fantasy relevant in the same situation? Like, what has Matt Breida done to engender that kind of confidence from people? So that's what I was going to say. All right, Mike. Um, if I mean, I don't think either of these guys are, are draftable. And so I think we're on the same page there. But if you had to choose between Duke Johnson and Matt Breida, which one would you choose? Duke. Duke. Duke, because um, just so. If both these guys are irrelevant, what I, I what I think about is what if the guy ahead of them goes down? Uh, Matt Breida is on the Giants and uh, uh, Duke Johnson is on the Bills. And that makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> Pretty much. Walker? Is that your well, thought as well? I said Duke. So. I know, but your your thoughts behind it. Oh, I don't have any thoughts. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just picked. That's that's all I really wanted to do. I don't have any thoughts. I don't care. All right, fair enough. Uh, with that. Oh no! What what is this? What does Matt Breed to the Giants mean for Gary Brightwell? Uh, more like that's Gary uh, Darkwell. Dimwell. 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 There we go. Gary more Dimwell. Like Gary Dimwell. <laughs> Doug Dimadome, owner of the Dinsdale Dimadome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, that's the Giants' third uh, third string running back. Or we can we can take a page out of uh, Robert Evans's book and say uh, more like uh, uh, Gary Dead Deadwell. Go go uh, take a page out of Robert Evans's book and uh, just start the podcast by going oh a bunch of times or going Hitler. <laughs> I did not listen to that one. <laughs> he used to just start episodes just saying Hitler because he he. He demanded to not have to do intros, so he was trying to get out from doing them. <laughs> Anyways, Behind the Bastards, good podcast, doing a six-parter about Henry Kissinger, worse than you thought. All right, uh, but for this podcast, uh, we are done for today. We will be back next week 
uh, in the Patreon feed, and we will be talking about the incoming quarterbacks. Are Kenny Pickett's hands too small? Yes. Is, Are, is, is Sam Howell just Baker Mayfield, but in a uh, very slightly different face mask? Also, Maybe. yes. Uh, is, is Can Malik Willis throw against air? Also, yes. Very, very well, in, in fact. Um, Did everybody on Fantasy Twitter get the vapors during Malik Willis's pro day? Also, yes. These questions is, and more. Is EJ Perry QB1? No. EJ Perry, hell yeah. Is is EJ Perry a real person? Also, no. Probably not. <laughs> uh, is, if your quarterback would offer, if your quarterback uh, wouldn't turn over a turtle in the desert, you might be a replicant. <laughs> And Walker uh, wins the good ass riff of the week, baby. That's right. Uh, <laughs> At the death. Blade Blade Quarterback. There we go. All right. We will be back next time for Mike and Walker. This is Jeff. Please check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash football or football absurd. Dude's blood's correct again. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.